Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Yeah, the rights remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney prior to or during any question. If you can't afford one, the court will appoint one for you. Do you understand your rights? And the wolf is at your door. You're running so This episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast may contain descriptions of acts of violence or that of a sexual nature and should be for people that are 18 years or older. Heed my warning, people. I do not get the facts of these cases off of the internet or for some television show. The facts I'm retelling you were presented to me by the victims of the crimes or the perpetrators who committed the crimes against the victims. My descriptions of the crime scenes, what I saw with my own two eyes. If you're going to get offended, please turn this podcast off now. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Woody Overton. And today I'm going to be continuing the series, Mo. Y'all... When I left you last, I read you the tape statement of Jarrell Marshall and where he denied everything. But he had said he was in Livingston, the town of, at a girl's house, and that he was with the, um, the Josh Dantzler and his brother, I think, Travis. And so what do we do when we 
lock him up. We go scoop these guys up. Now, the Jarrell was emphatic that he got dropped off at his uncle's house and all that, and nobody should have seen him after midnight, and he didn't know anything about the killings and all that. Well, guess what happens? The streets talk, and the I'm going to tell you, when we got Josh Dantzler in to the detective's office to interview him, and I'm going to actually read you all the transcript of the interviews, okay? starts out, it's C-11905JD, State versus Majority Chefney and Jarrell Marshall. Statement taken from Joshua Dantzler. Detective Brian Smith and Woody Overton, tape number 5768. Brian. All right, I'm Detective Brian Smith along with Detective Woody Overton. We're at the Livingston Parish Courthouse in the Detectives Division. The time now is 1803, which is 6.03 p.m., and the date is 5.15 of 05. We're here with Joshua Dantzler, black male, um, 4.23 of 86. You're 19 years old, Josh? Josh, yes, sir. Brian, all right, well, we brought Josh in for question about a homicide which took place on May the 13th at approximately 3.30 in the morning on Ed Brown Road. Uh, Josh, we've advised you your rights from the standards rights rights form. Did you understand your rights? Josh, yes, sir. Brian, is this your signature? Josh, yes, sir. Brian, all right, and consent to questioning, um, you understand that? Josh, yes, sir. Brian, is this your signature? Josh, yes, sir. Brian, and you're waiving your right to have an attorney present at this time? Josh, yes, sir. Brian, all right. Well, we spoke with you per- previously uh, earlier, a few minutes ago, myself and Detective Overton, about the situation that took place, the homicide and your knowledge of it. Um which took place on May the 13th. In your own words, can you tell me exactly what you know about it, starting from the very beginning, where um, actually from when you left your girl's house here in Livingston? Josh, yes, sir. When we left Livingston by the girl's house, me, Travis, and Jarrell, so um, we went up uh, in Albany to pick up Travis's old lady and Cordero, Cordero Old. When we picked them up in Audible, House to pick them up. Brian. All right, let me verify the names first real quick. You said it was you, Jarrell. Jarrell who? Josh. Jarrell Marshall. Brian. All right, and Travis? Josh. Yes, sir. Brian. Travis who? Josh. Dantzler. Brian. Is Travis your brother? Josh. Yes, sir. Brian. Okay. All right, so y'all left Livingston, and where'd you go to? Josh. Albany, Brian, all right, Josh, we went to Albany, we picked up Travis's girlfriend up, Nikki and Cordero Marshall, Brian, Nikki and Cordero Marshall, Josh, yeah, Brian, all right, Josh, I don't know, that's their last name, but Brian, okay, Josh, we picked them up, we took Travis home, Brian, where is home at? Josh. By his girlfriend's house up in the apartments across from the plant. Brian. Off of Durban Road? Josh. Yes, sir. I think. 
and once we done that, we met RJ at Taco Bell so I could switch cars back with them, get in my car. Brian, you was in RJ's car? Josh, yes, sir. Brian, and what kind of car was that? Josh, Green Explorer. Brian, speak up a little bit. Josh, Green Explorer. Brian, all right, and was RJ in your car? Josh, yes, sir. Brian, what kind of car do you have? Josh, a Suzuki 99 in Audible. Brian, what color? Josh, green. Brian, okay, so y'all met at Taco Bell, and what took place? Josh, we swapped, and me and Cordero got in my car, and RJ and Jarrell hooked up in his car up in his truck, and so they called the phone in Audible, come to Dillon Lane. So we done that. We told them we'd meet them at Taco Bell. Brian, well, y'all met at Taco Bell. Who was in the vehicle with you? RJ and Jarrell. Josh, that dude, New Orleans. Brian, what? Josh, Mo. Brian, they call him Josh, Mo. Brian, Mo? Josh, they call him New Orleans. Brian, okay. Josh, when we met up with them, we went through Ponchatoula, drove through Ponchatoula, then we went to Albany because Jarrell and them said, let's go home. They'd rather go home. Me and Cordero went by his auntie, um, what's her name, uh, Terry Hall in Audible. Brian, Rose and Terry Hall? Josh, yeah. Went over there. Me and, and her was in the yard. They went to an Audible, dropped Jarrell off, but they came back. And that dude in New Orleans be like, man, I just shot a nigger's leg. That nigger pulled that gun on me. Brian, who is he talking about? Josh. Some dude named Chris. Brian, okay. And who was they? They was in the truck then. They was in the Josh, yeah. Brian, Ford, huh? Josh, yeah. Brian, in the Explorer, the green one? Josh, inaudible. The dude in New Orleans, he got out. Brian, okay. Josh, he came and Cordero was like, no man, don't go mess with them dudes. Them my boys. And he was like, I ain't going to go shoot them. I just want to see what they got. He said that in Audible. So they went in Audible. Brian, after he said that, did he get back in the vehicle? Josh, yes, sir. Woody, who was? Brian, who was driving the vehicle? Josh, Jarrell. Brian, Jarrell Marshall. Josh, yes, sir. Brian, and was anybody else in the vehicle other other than them? Josh, RJ, Brian, and what, when you refer to RJ, what's RJ's real name? Josh, Ricardo Miller. Brian, Ricardo Miller. Josh, yes, sir. Brian, where was he sitting at? Josh, in the back seat. Brian, okay, so they left. From right there, and what what happened? Josh, they left from right there, and, you know, we got down about a couple minutes later, heard some gunshots, boom, the first gunshot, boom, and then another one just came, boom, boom, boom. Brian, let me back up just one second. 
where Ter- Terry and Rose Hall residence is, is right off Cafe Line Road. Josh, yes, sir. Brian, all right, and it's about, I say, a tenth of a mile, maybe two-tenths of a mile north of Ed Brown Road, okay? Woody, that's the road that they went down. Josh, yes, sir. Brian, when you seen them, when they left y'all, were standing out by the road, right on, and Josh, inaudible. Brian, by Terry Halls, when they left, did they go down, and what did they do when they left? Josh, they left and parked the truck. Brian, did they go down and turn down that road? Josh, yeah, inaudible, was at the four-way, and they hopped out, and when he hopped out, he had two guns. Brian, inaudible, Josh, inaudible, guns, that dude, you know, New Orleans. Brian, okay, Josh, Mo, whatever. He say he got out, and when he, inaudible, only thing I heard, like, boom, that first shot, like, boom. Then others just came, like, boom, 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 boom. Then it stopped, and he came back, inaudible, like, he shot, then, like, he shot him. I just turned around and saw him fall, and he said that, Mo, inaudible. Man, boy, y'all better not tell anybody. Y'all do, and I'm... Come back and kill y'all. Brian, who was driving? When they came back, who was driving? Josh, Jarrell, Woody. Let me ask you a question. When you said he saw him fall earlier, you said that he saw. He said, you said that he said he saw Wayne fall. Josh, yeah, Wayne fall. Woody, inaudible. Josh, yeah, he saw Wayne fall. Brian, all right. Josh, inaudible that, yeah, when inaudible said that, old boy said everybody in here was like, man, y'all, boy, y'all better not tell anybody. If y'all do, I'm a, I'm a going to kill y'all, come back and kill y'all. So Jarrell went walking, inaudible, Glenn, his uncle, somebody, and we went to Springfield by RJ's house, inaudible, the dude slept with a gun under the pillow, inaudible. Brian, can you describe those guns for me? Josh, one of them. Brian, inaudible. Josh, one of them was black. You can hold it both your, like you can hold the front with this, inaudible, and the front with this, inaudible. They can shoot anyhow, inaudible. Little silver, small, little silver, small pistol like, inaudible. Like guns y'all be having. Brian, normal size pistol? Josh, yeah, gray and black. Brian, all right. Josh, and he slept with the gray and black one under his pillow. I didn't even go to sleep that night because I was scared that he was going to try to kill one of us and Brian. All right, and when they came back, Jarrell said that Mo shot Wayne. Josh, yes, sir. Brian. And Jarrell said, he shot Wayne, and I seen him fall. Josh, yes, sir. Brian, shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? <laughs> I love that. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well... 
Have you tried Astro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this, and you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astapro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those roads, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Astapro and go. It's springtime, boys. The grass is green, the birds are chirping, and the kids will be out of school soon. That makes it the perfect time to plan a family vacation. And we know from the stories we cover that this is not exactly the time to take the family to the Caribbean. You don't want to end up in the middle of some cartel drug shootout. So this year, it's time to take an international journey. And of course, a big international trip is just one reason to learn a new language with Rosetta Stone. You might have a different one. Maybe you want to connect with family or friends living overseas. Maybe you want to acquire a new skill for work or better understand a certain culture. Rosetta Stone has helped me have fun with my mother and at least have partial conversations in Italian after only a few lessons. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and many more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. No English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. Intuitive process, you pick up a language naturally. Designed for long-term retention. Speech recognition. The true accent feature is like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and an amazing value. That's right, Woody. A lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Sayonara. And Jarrell got out and went across to his uncle's house. Josh, yes, sir. Brian, all right, which is right across the street, basically. Josh, yes, sir. Brian, from Rose Halls. Josh, yes, sir. From where y'all were standing, and then what was RJ doing? Josh, he was like, he was inaudible. Like, like he was stupid. Like, he didn't move inaudible, playing what was going to happen. Brian, okay, and y'all left there? Josh, yes, sir. Brian, who drove RJ's vehicle when y'all? Josh, RJ drove home. Brian, 
RJ drove. Josh, yes, sir. Brian, and y'all left from North Cafe Line right there, and where did y'all go? Josh, go to Springfield. Brian, to whose house? Josh, RJ's. Brian, and that's where, where, where is that at? Josh, Springfield, McCarroll Road. Brian, on McCarroll Road? Josh, yes, sir. Brian, all right, so y'all four went back there. Josh, yes, sir. Brian, you, Cordero, Mo, and RJ. Josh, yes, sir. Brian, okay, and you said you laid down, but you couldn't go to sleep. Josh, I couldn't go to sleep because I thought he was going to try to kill one of us, inaudible. Brian, whenever Mo went in the house, did he bring the guns in with him? Josh, yes, sir. Brian, you seen him? Josh, yes, sir. Brian, okay, and he told y'all that if you tell anybody, he was going to kill. Josh, kill me. Brian, how'd that make you feel? Josh, it had me scared. I was scared. I ain't even go to sleep, none. Brian, all right, what happened then? Josh, and we, we got inside. I was calling. I was staying on the phone trying to get somebody to talk to because I won't fall asleep while he up in there. And he fell asleep in Audible. I was up all, I ain't even go to sleep. Brian, okay. Josh, so after that, the next morning, I had to go take my cousin to my little cousin to St. Tammany. St. Tammany, I think, elementary for her field trip at 7.30. And when I, in Audible, her on her way, I went and picked her up when I was on the way to Hammond, and I dropped Mo off at the top of Dillon Lane. Brian, so he left from RJ's house with you? Josh, yes, sir. Brian, y'all stopped and picked up your little cousin? Josh, yes, sir. Brian, and then you dropped him off on Dillon Lane? Josh, yes, sir. Brian, we're at on Dillon Lane. Josh, at the top of the road. Brian, just on the road? Josh, yes, sir. Woody, that would be at the end of the road? Josh, yes, sir. Dropped him off at the top, and I took my cousin to her school in Audible. When picked Travis up and picked Travis up, went there and went to up in Albany and got Jarrell and Weezin, went to Springfield after that. Went to Springfield, everybody's just sitting there. Jarrell like, man, he inaudible you can imagine that just turn around and watch somebody fall and so brought me back to when i was in third grade and the inaudible had killed that dude that was with rodney and skipped rodney's head with that bullet then it was reminded me of then it was it was the last time he done said something to me he went back to albany brian who did josh jarrell Woody, Jarrell, earlier you said you said Jarrell kept saying, Josh, yeah, he kept saying, kept on saying, you can imagine it, and I was like picturing the inaudible that happened in the third when I was in third grade in Tangipahoa. Woody, he was like, you can imagine what, what did Josh, they seeing him, Woody, inaudible, say about seeing him fall. Josh, 
they seeing his fall. Woody, inaudible. Fall, Josh. Yes, sir. Woody, he said, I saw him fall, and he was upset about it. Josh, yes, sir, inaudible. I said, took him back to Albany. That was the last time I talked to him. And Woody, what? Josh, that dude, yeah. Whenever that dude had called here, like he called Cordero's phone from Jarrell's phone. Woody, how did he get Jarrell's phone? Do you know? Josh, I guess that night he was, honestly. I, I guess he got it that night when he had done the shooting. Brian, okay. Josh, he like, boy, y'all ratted on me. Y'all ratting, huh? He like, I'm going to get you. Yeah, inaudible. It spooked me, so I went and hid my car over by my grandma's house all day. Then me and RJ and Cordero, we like, man, we got to... We got to go to the police. Then so yesterday we got on the internet and typed up and got the number up here and got the number up here and called and they said the office was closed. The detective office was closed and they said that. I like, man, can we go up there? They like, no, they ain't even they don't open up on weekends. I was like, All right, that that dude Mo, he kept on calling. Colin Cordero's phone. He said, kept on. He said, I'm going to get you, asking us where we was at and stuff, and that was it. Woody, uh, did did Jarrell try to get you to tell y'all to say something about his involvement or whatever? Josh, like, I wasn't there. Woody, what exactly, what did he tell you? Josh, say, I wasn't there. I was by Woody. Did he ask you? Inaudible. Josh, I wasn't nowhere around. Woody, how did he, how did he ask you not to say anything? Josh, like, man, if I come back, I wasn't nowhere around. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. That dude, Mo, he was like, y'all, just don't tell nobody. I ain't do nothing. Inaudible. I wasn't audible. Woody, inaudible. Josh, yeah. And when they was talking, I was just, they was talking, I was I was in my own little world like, man, this dude's retarded crazy. Brian, were you scared of him? Josh, yeah. Brian, you was? Josh, I was real scared of him. Brian, all right. Woody, Jarrell, who all was there? Who all did Jarrell tell when they coming back to say I wasn't nowhere around or whatever? Josh, me and RJ. Woody. You and RJ, Brian. All right, Josh. Um, Woody, you got anything else? Woody, uh, yeah, I actually do have one question. Back when y'all pulled up in Miss Rose Hall's yard and Mo got out and came around the vehicle, he said, I seen them niggers that, Brian, both of them. Woody, I saw that nigger pulled the gun on me. Brian, both of them. Woody. Um, exactly what did he say again? He said, I'm fixing to go, uh, and Cordero, Josh, I'm fixing to go see what they got. Woody. So he said, go see what he got. I thought earlier when we talked that you said he's something about him going to rob them. Josh. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's what it robbing means. I'm going to go see what they got. Woody. 
He said, I'm fixing to go see what they got. Josh, yes, sir. Woody, and you took that to mean he was fixing to go arm rob them? Josh, yes, sir. Woody, that, that's pretty much understood term between y'all. I mean, inaudible. Josh, yes, sir. Woody, inaudible. Fixing to go see what they got. In plain, that means Josh, yes, sir. Woody, they going go rob somebody. Josh, yes, sir. Woody, okay, and you told us about the gunshots that, that you heard. Josh, yes, sir. Woody, you said the gun was loud. Josh, yes, sir. Woody, and that's when they came back. Jarrell was driving. Jarrell drove off. Did you, you said that they said they parked at the four-way? Josh, yes, sir. Woody, okay. Josh, that's what, what RJ told me. Woody, the four-way. You know where the four-way is? Josh, yes, sir. It's down that road where Woody. It's where Ed Brown Road meets Drake Road at the four-way stop. Josh, yes, sir. Woody, okay, and uh, that's not probably 100 yards or so from where Sean Alberts got killed. Are you aware where he got the guy got shot at from the four-way? Okay, and how long do you think they were gone for? Josh, like, it wasn't inaudible. Only like five or six minutes. It wasn't very long. Woody, you say in your statement, Josh, it was like inaudible. Gun got fired. Saw that dude in Yorn. Saw him run up to the top of the road. Then a car was coming. So I guess he ran all the way back down. Woody, from the top of the road, you mean the top of Ed Brown? Josh, yeah. Woody, at North Cafe line, and a vehicle was coming, so inaudible, back off. Josh, yes, sir. Woody, and then how long was it that you saw him come back up and, uh, Josh, less than two minutes. Woody, less than two minutes. Josh, yes, sir. Woody, I'm going to show you a picture. I'm going to show you a photo lineup. If you could tell me who is New Orleans. Brian, I got it right here. Woody, who's Mo? Got that extra copy? Brian, this is the photo lineup in Audible. Don't have anything on it. It's just six. Josh, right there. Brian, that's him? Josh, yes, sir. Woody, without a doubt, 100%. Josh, yes, sir. Brian, positively, that's who they, what you, who you calling New Orleans. Josh, yes, sir. Brian, Mo. Josh, yes, sir. Woody, that's that's the guy that Jarrell said he was there when that Josh, yes, sir. Woody, that guy shot the guy, right? Josh, yes, sir. Woody, okay. For the record, his name is Majori Chefney. C-H-E-F-N-E-Y. Brian. Chefney. Chefney. Woody. Okay. That's his correct name, just for the record. Brian. That's for sure him. Josh. Yes, sir. Woody. I know that you do know who Jarrell is, but let's just show him that one also. Brian. I don't have that one. Woody. I've got this one. 
I know that you knew. Um, how long have you known Jarrell for, Josh? I've known him for like Jarrell. I mean, I've known him for like, I'd say four, five years. Woody, which one is he? Josh, right there. Woody, let the record show that he indicated the true and correct picture of Jarrell Marshall in Audible. I think that's all I have. Brian, all right, uh, Josh, anything you need to add or take away from your statement? Josh, no, sir. Brian, everything you said was the truth? Josh, yes, sir. Brian, on the statement. Okay, anything else, Woody? Woody, no, sir, and I want to thank you. Brian, all right, this concludes the tape statement of Joshua Dantzler. The time is 1822, which is 622. The date is still May the 15th of 05, May the 15th, 2005. Okay, y'all, so as you can see, that's a very important statement, um, and that's how you work the cases. Where Jarrell fucked up is he lied, and, and he thought these guys were going to cover for him. Well, when sugar turns to shit, and it's a murder case, and your ass is sitting in the detective's office between two dudes that you respect or your family members respect, then... Looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? I was too, and then I tried Recess Mood. Recess Mood replaced that after-dinner alcoholic beverage for me, so I saw a difference in both my mood and my belly. It's made with real fruit, it is only 20 calories, and it contains no added sugar. Recess Mood is infused with functional ingredients like mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens, so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangovers. Recess Mood tastes great, too, and comes in four different flavors. My favorite flavor is the Strawberry Rose. So whether you need a moment away from the errands, work, and kids, or you just need a moment to chill during dinnertime chaos, Recess Mood is where it's at whenever you need to relax and unwind. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash RLRC and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. And you tell the truth, right? This guy technically is guilty of nothing uh, uh, other than knowing about it afterwards. And, you know, he can explain it in a way that he was afraid of Mo. And Mo said he was going to kill him. And they, they looked it up on the Internet. He called in. He, he, he wanted to go to the cops. And we got him. 
and we got the statement. Now I'm going to read you his brother's statement real quick because it's not as important, but it's still important to show. So immediately following Josh's statement, we start on Travis Dantzler. So it's C-11905TD, State versus Majority Chefney and Jarrell Marshall. Statement taken from Travis Dantzler, Detective Brian Smith, and Detective Woody Overton, tape number 5759. Woody. This is a taped interview with um, myself, Woody Overton, Detective Brian Smith, and Mr. Travis Dantzler. Mr. Dantzler, this is your uh, today's date. It's May 15, 2005. The time is now 6.32 p.m. Mr. Dantzler, we read you your rights from the standard rights form. Is that your signature? Travis, yes, sir. Woody, you understand your rights? Travis, yes, sir. Woody, you also signed a consent to question part. Travis, yes, sir. Woody, you want to answer questions now without a lawyer present? Travis, yes, sir. Woody, okay, um, what this is about, Mr. Dantzler, we brought you up here to interview about your knowledge of the Sean Alberts murder and the attempted murder on Chris Belazar and the armed robbery of each, okay? But can, um, can you tell us what you, on the night of Thursday night, Start from there. Where were you? Where were you at? And where were y'all at? Travis, me and my brother and uh, Jarrell, we was in Livingston, back down the road there. Woody, your brother is Joshua Dantzler? Travis, yes, sir. Woody, Dantzler, you, him, and Jarrell. Travis, Marshall, Woody. We're here in Livingston. Travis, yes, sir. Woody. And then where'd y'all go? Travis. Went back to Albany and picked up my old lady, um, Nikki. Woody. Okay. Travis. And me and her went home, and he said he wants to take them home, and then he was going home. Brian. When y'all picked up Nikki, is that the only person y'all picked up, or y'all picked up Nikki and somebody else? Travis. Nikki and uh, some, I don't know, Woody. Well, your brother said it was Nikki and Cordero, Cordero Marshall. Travis, yeah, yeah, that, that's his name. Woody, inaudible. And when y'all left Livingston, what happened? Travis, we stopped and picked up Cordero and Nikki. Woody, where'd you pick them up at? Travis, Ed Brown. Brian, what's Nikki's real name or last name? Travis, her last name is Williams. Brian, Williams? Woody, Nikki Williams? Travis, yeah. Woody, Nikki's her real name? Travis. And we sat out there in Audible, and we talked to Tanya Drake, and that's whose house Nikki was by. Woody, okay. Travis, that's her friend. Woody, and then? Travis, Tanya Dantzler. Tanya Drake, or Tanya Drake, or Tanya Dantzler. Woody, okay. Then they took you and Nikki? Travis, home. Woody, home and that's it? Travis, that's all. Woody, as far as you, and you stay there the rest of the night? Brian, where's home? Tell me where home's at. Travis, um, at the end of Durban behind that little Save-A-Lot warehouse. Brian, in some, uh, Travis, yeah, you, Brian, apartments. Travis, yeah, them apartments right there. Brian, if I'm correct, and correct me if I'm mistaken, 
but it's only about a couple hundred yards from Highway 190 off of Durban Road, right? Travis. Yes, sir. Brian. Okay. Woody. And then that's it, huh? When did you first hear that there had been a killing? Travis. About Friday morning. Woody. All right. Travis. Tanya called and told Nikki. Woody. Really? Okay. Did you know the guy that got killed? Travis. They they wasn't saying their names until yesterday when I saw the news and I saw his face. Woody. Um, did it any time anybody tell you that they were there when they got then when the guy got shot or did you have any knowledge of the crime or who partook in the crime or anything? Travis. Only thing they were saying was that boy from New Orleans did it. Mo. Woody. Yeah? Travis, that Mo shot him. Woody, who was saying that? Travis, everybody. Woody, everybody in. Travis, everybody, everybody around. Woody, yeah, okay. Travis, say he was around robbing people. Brian, at what point did did you talk to your brother? Travis, the next day. Brian, and what did he say to you? Travis, nothing. Brian, y'all talk about it at all? Travis, that dude, when Mo was calling, Brian, you was around, you was around Joshua when Mo kept calling his cell phone? Travis, yeah, when he kept calling. Brian, Cordero's cell phone? Travis, he kept calling Cordero's cell phone, telling Cordero and asking Cordero, y'all ready? Inaudible, y'all ready? Inaudible. Woody, and you didn't know really what they were talking about, huh? You didn't know how Cordero and them could rat on him, right? Travis, it's just shit. Just hitting my head, and I'm like, I ain't thinking about nothing but an audible done killed these boys going, come kill us. Woody, yeah, yeah, okay. So you didn't have any knowledge, and you didn't know of anybody that had any knowledge. Travis, no, sir. Brian, was Cordero and Joshua scared of that guy? Travis, yes, sir. Brian, did they say they was? Did they say anything about it? Travis, yes, sir. Brian, what'd they say? Travis, they knew he would kill. Brian, Brian, all right. Woody, okay, were you aware that Joshua hit his car by your your grandmother's house because he was afraid of that guy? Travis, yes, sir. Woody, coming after him that day? Travis, yes, sir. Woody, tell us about that. Travis, that when he kept calling asking him, where y'all at? Stuff like that, he kept calling asking him, where y'all at? Where y'all at? Woody, why do you think he kept calling and asking him that? Travis, because he wanted to kill Josh and Cordero, Woody. All right. Brian, because he thought they ratted him out? Travis, yes. Woody, okay, I don't have any more questions. Do you have anything you'd like to, Detective Smith, you want to a- ask him? Brian, nope. That sums it up, basically. Woody, okay, and Nikki can verify you were with her all night, correct? Travis, yes, sir. Woody, do you have anything you want to add or take away from the statement? Add or take away from it? 
Okay, this concludes the tape statement of Mr. Travis Dantzler. Still present in the room are myself, Detective Brian Smith. It's May the 15th, 2005, and the time is now 6.37 p.m. All right, y'all, so now we got a locked-in double. Now, where Travis didn't have any direct knowledge, uh, or he said he didn't have any direct knowledge of the actual shooting that night because he was already at Nikki's house. And yes, we did verify that he was with his girlfriend at, until the next morning. He didn't see Nikki didn't see him again or, or Jarrell or any of them or Cordero. Um, but he backs it up the next day that Josh and them are scared to death and Cordero and them are scared that Mo is going to come kill him because they're the only witnesses, right? And I believe Mo would have killed him if he had had the chance. No doubt in my mind about it. Now, some people, you know, life is full of a spectrum of people. On one end, you have perfect angels, and the other end, you have the devil, all right? Mo was a cold-blooded fucking killer. He had no more respect for your human life than he did about throwing out a piece of chewing gum out of his mouth when the flavor was gone from it. He just didn't give a shit. Mo is about Mo, or New Orleans City. Uh, from across the lake, we had him ID'd. We had the warrants. We got Jarrell in custody. Uh, Mo's been, or Majority Chefney has been entered in the NCIC computer, and uh, we had word, the streets talk, that he had went back to the city. So we called down there. We called in NOPD in, in and told them uh, to put a bolo on it, actually, be on the lookout for him, and gave his last known residence, this and everything else. And guess what? Mo is no stranger to those dudes. And tune in next week, and I'm going to tell you what happens. All right? It gets really good, people. The uh, It's... Uh, again, it's a tragic death, and my, my heart still to this day goes out to Sean's family. Um, but it gets really interesting on what happens next in the investigation and how this case proceeds. All right? So I'm going to conclude this week's episode in LOPA, Louisiana, Oregon Procurement Agency. If you are a lifer from Beijing, China, and you want to become an organ donor, you don't have to be from Louisiana. You go to lopa.org, fill out the form, be a hero, save a life. Lopa's a nonprofit. They are heroes. All the organ donors are heroes. Y'all have seen it time and time again. Be a hero. Give the gift of life, sight, and everything else. Um, sign up to be an organ donor. And I'm Woody Overton, your host of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. And until next time or ever, don't let me catch you down on Murder by You. Peace. Real Life, Real Crime is a true crime podcast brought to you by your host, Woody Overton, executive producer, Jim Chapman with Envision Podcast Studios. Your music is provided by Chase Tyler and the Chase Tyler Band. Follow me on Instagram at Real Life, Real Crime or at Overton Woody. Check out our numerous social media pages.
Also, go to the App Store and download our free Real Life Real Crime community app, which contains all things Real Life Real Crime and True Crime and uncensored and run by me. Wherever you listen to a podcast, go like, subscribe, and review to Real Life Real Crime or my other podcast, Scorch Justice. Thank you. Yeah, the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have a right to an attorney prior to or during any question. If you can't afford one, the court will appoint one for you. Do you understand your rights? When the wolf is at your door, you run in zone, that's for sure. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.